What's up listeners? This is episode 9 of the Mo podcast, which also happens to be part 5 of the South India road trip monologue that that I'm doing. Um so as you are aware from the last episode, uh, I was supposed to leave for uh, Hampi today and I actually did that. So I left Bangalore at uh, at 9 a.m. So I got all the stuff together, got some breakfast packed up and uh, sharp 9 am i i left uh, ullal and um, so the route that i took there i had a couple of options one was to go up north all the way to mangalore and there's a uh, 266 state highway which i could take or the other option is there's another highway which goes through udp but i decided to uh, be a little brave today and uh, so as as you might be aware the to go from the malabar coast which is where mangalore is located uh, into the interiors of of south india you need to cross the western ghats so there's a there's a mountain range which you need to cross and there are multiple entry points so the the two highways that i was talking about uh, have a very short ghat section so they don't actually go through uh, hilly areas as much they basically circumvent or uh, they're designed in such a way that that you don't really experience the uh the drive through uh, through the mountain range so i decided to actually choose a road uh, route which takes me through um uh, uh, stringeri uh, ranges so that's the route i decided to take um so uh, primarily i i went up north all the way till mangalore then um, uh, you know took a right towards uh, bantwal then uh, beltanpadi from there i basically took highway 66 which took me through actually i went through barimala estates and then took the highway 66 which takes you through uh, kottigera and then uh, narsimha rangapur which is near uh, badra dam um so so that's the route that i took and and basically a large chunk of uh, maybe almost 2 hours of drive was was through mountain ranges which was which was very exciting um uh, it was a very scenic um drive it's obviously difficult because there were a lot of hairpin uh, turns and so on but but the traffic wasn't much um uh, there was a lot of nice tree cover because it's basically a, a forest area there were a lot of beautiful estates tea estates um, you know uh, you had coconut estates you had um, uh, banana plantations across so extremely scenic um and and so when i started off of course i was feeling a bit tired but but you know it was very rejuvenating to to drive through that uh, that area and there was not much traffic so um so i could actually keep up good pace and without getting too too fatigued um so that route you know would have been about 450 kilometers to to reach my hotel uh, near hampi and the estimated time was about 9 hours 9 hours 9 hours 9 and a half hours is what it would have taken depending on uh, traffic conditions um so as i said i started off early in the morning and all the way to shimoga it was a pretty good ride um in fact you know when i was taking the the hilly area there were a lot of interesting sights so there were a lot of monkeys uh, which were sitting near the uh, near the road um saw mangoose like run a couple of times across the road in fact there was a mangoose family there were like four of them 
uh, which ran ran across. So I was pretty cautious about uh, how I was driving because uh, you're going through the woods. And one interesting thing that I did notice was I was actually driving reasonably fast and I saw something like a rope which was slithering in the middle of the road and, and shining, it was actually shining. And there was some movement, but it was in the middle of the road. Right? And, and it, for a second, I was wondering what it was. I, I had suspected that it might be a snake and I just slammed the brakes, right? And it, the car stopped maybe two feet uh, before before that object, right? And it turned out to be like a, I would say like an eight feet um, snake, which was crossing the road. It was amazing. In fact, for, for a moment, I was worried that it's so close to the snake that it might try to get under the car. Um, so I actually waited and peeped out uh, through the glass. Of course, I didn't like put my head out, but I looked through the glass and and it's a beautiful brown snake which just crossed the road and went into the bushes. So amazing. You know, if I wouldn't have seen it, um, you know, the snake would have been dead. That would have been a very unfortunate um, thing. And in fact, on that road, I did see uh, road kills from, from other vehicles. So there was like a mongoose which is dead. Um, yeah. The other thing that I noticed was that they're trying to actually expand that road. Um, so it's... It's two lane at the moment, but I think they want to make it a four lane. So a lot of old trees were being chopped, um, which is very unfortunate, right? That's the cost of development, I guess. But but yeah, but um, it was an excellent ghat road. I would definitely recommend people to um, go, go towards that. In fact, I think there are a lot of tea estates that you can decide to uh, stay at if you want to, but, but it was really nice. Uh, the other interesting phenomenon was uh, there were a lot of pilgrim uh, pilgrims who were walking down through the ranges. I think there's like a temple or I'm not sure. Um, but there were batches of people who were, you know, walking up or down that that route um, over a period of, I would say, like 10 kilometers, right? So I, I must have seen at least a couple of hundred people in, in small, small groups. Um, maybe they were trying to, you know, undertake some sort of a pilgrimage. I'm not really sure. But yeah, that was interesting. So... There was some company, but um, there were times when you would not see a single human being or a vehicle for about 20 minutes or so when you're driving around. And um, so, yeah, so the drive was pretty cool. And then um, uh, just before getting to uh, Shimoga, um, which is almost like halfway, um, a little less than halfway to uh, Hampi, um, there was a deviation again. There were there were two routes. One was to stay on Highway 66 and and uh, go to Shimoga, or there was another shortcut which the map was uh, was showing. And I decided to take that because it seemed like it was going through a unique route, right? And the road was decent up to a point of time, but the two-lane road eventually, like maybe five kilometers after five kilometers of driving became a one lane road right so it's just one vehicle that would um, that would fit and um, the forest cover uh, there were trees before that became like super thick right so i was actually driving in a jungle there i have no doubt in my mind that it was like a reserve or something i'm not sure why that route was the way it was but yeah so after point of time it's all jungle literally i could put my arm out of the hand and, and you know touch trees on, on both sides. 
um out of the window i could put the arm out of the window and touch the trees right it was that close it was a very small road and um, so i drove for about 10 kilometers or so and then i got got worried because uh, it looked dangerous right and i was i wanted to be sure that i was not in an area which was like prohibited um <laughs> which was very odd uh, so i kept driving and then the, this two lane road which became one lane road um became a gravel road and and then there was there was like a there was nothing there, there was one point where there's no road right there's just 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 uh mud or whatever um and then then i actually started having thoughts about turning back and and going back because it was super scary i was like very nervous i i didn't want to like getting a flat tire or getting stuck um it would have been very difficult so as as i went by there was like a small hut that i saw and there was like a family there which was uh, sitting out i i did ask him i stopped by and i said hey does this go to shimoga right and he's like yeah yeah it goes to shimoga i was like okay so i decided to carry on right and then again the the mud road became um a, a single road again and again there were there were bits which had potholes which were like uh, bits that were made out of gravel and then there were bits which were which had tar so i think they were trying to construct it or maybe it's just a road that that's not well kept um so i kept driving down and interestingly there was one area where i think they're trying to construct a bridge um or some sort of a flyover i'm not i was not really sure and there were trucks parked there right so i actually stopped by i tried to overtake a truck and i stopped next to him and i i asked him i said does this go to shimoga right the the issue is that most people were didn't speak hindi or english and of course they don't know telugu so it was kannada so it's i had to like use sign languages and you know few words and uh, so i asked this truck driver i said shimoga and i tried to point towards that and he's like yeah yeah that way and i said how many kilometers and he said 32 thankfully he knew uh, the english uh, numericals right so he said 32 and i said road okay and he gives me a thumbs up so i was like fine So I went by the road pretty much stayed the same um till I hit a, a junction and joined another highway but it, it was a phenomenal experience it was scary I have to admit that I was very nervous in between because I had no space to turn around right it was there was no space to really turn turn the vehicle around so I kept looking for spots where the road would expand a little bit or you had some um like surface on on the on the on the left or the right where you could spin it around but but very interesting i think um i'm glad that uh, it worked out to be well so i reached uh, shimoga around 2 pm in the afternoon so from 9 to 2 um is the time it took i'm sure if i would have taken one of those uh, highways or expressways i would have reached faster but this was more interesting and um, so i went to the city center mall in shimoga so shimoga is a place that i have visited when I had driven from Bangalore to Goa. That's the spot that I had stopped over. So I knew this mall existed, right? So so I decided to go there. It was a nice place. Um, you know, had had some lunch and I think I left after half an hour. And I think everything was on track by then. Um, so post Shimoga, the scenery completely changed because um, so there was there was the guard section and. Uh, you know the forest section and now was the farms and plantation section right so 
there were beautiful plantations, sugarcane um, uh, farms and factories that, that you come across, beautiful windmills that you, um, that you could see, maybe 30, 40 of them. Uh, so this is the road between Shimoga and, and Hospete, uh, which is very close to Hampi. And yeah, very scenic, uh, very pleasant. Again, it was a two-lane two road, so, so there was no median in between. So you had to be careful, but, but, but there was not much traffic. Um, of course, it was not as isolated as, as the previous uh, segment, but, but it was not too bad. So fairly comfortable, and I um, basically reached all the way till, um, till, a, till a junction where I had the option of, uh, I think it's called Harihar. Um, so the town is called Harihar, where there's a junction where you can take a left which takes you towards Hospete and there was another route which takes you through uh, Kurigi, uh, Sandur to Hampi. Now this route, the Kurigi, Sandur, Hampi route um, uh, was closer because my hotel is actually located outside Hampi. The Hospete road is faster but it was longer. And I didn't find uh, much trouble with the road until uh, now. I was quite exhausted with, with driving but but I thought, okay, I might as well, you know, take this road. It's a different, uh, different route to take. And um, uh, there was not much traffic, but suddenly I, I saw a lot of people on bikes, vehicles coming on the other side. And I thought maybe it's like a rally. Um, and, and I thought, okay, it'll clear out over a period of time. But, but that line of vehicles uh, sustained for about uh, like 30 minutes or so, right? And there must have been at least... I would say like 5,000 vehicles which were going on on the side. And as the crowd kept increasing and we were going past them and in the opposite direction, one lane became two lanes, two lanes became three lanes and virtually we came to a point where this, this large group of vehicles like bikes, cars and even people walking um, almost were like trying to push us off the road, right? So we were driving on the edges. And I was still hopeful that, you know, it will just go past. Um, I was fairly certain it must be some festival that uh, that people were attending or, you know, there was some, I don't know, some meeting that, that happened, or like a rally. Uh, I was not really sure. Um, uh, wherein I got to a point where the entire road was blocked by the traffic on the other side. So we had no place to go. We, we were just stuck, right? Um, and I, I basically stopped, everybody stopped their car and they were just waiting because, um, because there was nowhere to go. It was completely jammed. Um, so, so I didn't really know and I was really worried because it could take like hours to, to clear, the, clear the traffic and we didn't really have anywhere to go. The good thing is I was actually um, behind a car and we found a spot, there was like a uh, like an open area on the, like a field on the left so he pulled pulled over and he actually signed me to pull over as well he said look there's no point staying on the road because there's nowhere to go so we pulled over and we waited and there was a bus behind us which is a Karnataka state road transport bus and the bus endured right he kept honking and there's a there's a very fine way that that bus drivers can find find a way through and people were trying to you know get away from from the bus. So he actually made a breakthrough um, through that entire uh, blocked road. 
and and I just pulled behind the bus. And basically, we winched, inched our way all the way to Kothur, where it was completely jammed. And um, I actually called a friend of mine, and I wanted because he's from that area. And I said, "Hey, can you check? You know why why this place is blocked?" And apparently, there's a huge um, festival that that's happening in Kothur. So I was in the epicenter of of that thing, and and. So today is a very auspicious day uh, for the local deity. So there's a puja or something like that that they do. And he, his guess was that all everybody from villages all around would have visited that place. So we are talking about maybe 20, 30,000 people and each of them coming in a vehicle or walking down um, <laughs> with a two-lane highway. Um, so it was completely jammed. I basically got stuck along with all vehicles, everybody, um, for maybe uh, two or three hours in Kothur. So, um, you know, we were inching, inching our way forward and the cops were pretty helpful, but the thing is, it's very difficult to control the crowd, right? Because people were just going uh, bizarre. Eventually, after I think um, maybe two hours of, of inching our way through, um, the, they basically put us on a, on a bypass um, road, not really a bypass road, but basically they diverted us onto a different road. I was very hesitant to get onto that because it would take me off the the path and I didn't want to get lost. So I tried to speak to the cop, but then he convinced me. He said, no, no, go on that road, you'll, you'll reach uh, Humpy. And I did get in and it basically took me through these narrow lanes through the city, uh, through basically I explored Kothur, uh, by lanes and everything. When, and finally, after about I think 10, 10 kilometers of driving, um, you know, I, I got out of this this jam. And um, I, so so once I crossed Kothur, which I think was a two kilometer drive within the city, uh, the remaining eight or nine kilometers were through this extremely isolated uh, road. And by the time I actually hit that road, it was well past maybe seven thirty or something like that, right? And it was pitch dark. There was nothing, not a light, not a sign of anything. Um, and it's just a, again, a two-way, two-lane road, but completely isolated, right? And I was not even sure because my GPS was functioning sometimes, not functioning other times. So it was a pretty scary experience because, again, my worry is not not with the car because I think my car is fairly reliable. But the, um, the issue is what if you have like a flat tire or like the engine fails or something like that. That happens or somebody tries to like stop you. Anyway, so I kept I kept belting on that road. It was a good road. It was a well-laid road. So I kept driving as fast as I could to get out of the uh, get out of that place. And uh, I did come across this um, tempo the, that was coming uh, next. So I actually waved to him and I I stopped him and I asked him whether I was on the right route. And he said, Yeah, you know, keep going straight. You will hit a junction, which will take you back onto the the highway that you wanted to go to. I could have actually avoided all of this hassle if, uh, you know, in uh, Harihar I had taken the left to Hospete instead of uh, taking the route to uh, Kurigi. But yeah, it is what it is. So I explored this, I, I drove through utter darkness um, till I hit um, Kurigi. On Kurigi, for again some strange reason, the map malfunctioned and I took a wrong turn. But again, instincts, right? You know that you're basically driving in the wrong direction. So I stopped and I checked and I had to like take a U-turn back 
um, to Kudigi. And from Kudigi, there, there was again a, a police checkpoint where I stopped and I actually asked him uh, the way to Hampi through um, Sandur. Uh, again, I was struggling with, with the language barrier because people don't um, seem to talk anything other than Canada here. Uh, but the cop basically, so I was I was trying to, you know, talk to him in broken English, and he was like, "I speak English." <laughs> so I asked him a question, and he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, take that route to Sandur, and and you you'll be fine." And he's like, "Good night." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, thanks." So that was pretty cool, and so he put me on this um, road to um, to Sandur through Kurigi, which was great. One of the challenges that I did face in Karnataka and also in, in Kerala was that the signs, the road signs are, I would say 9 out of 10 are in local language, which is which is fine. And, and I do respect that it needs to be in the local language. But there's no English translation. So I would say if there are 10 signs on the road, only one will be in English, which is, which is crazy, right? Because um, so unless they don't want anybody who doesn't read Kannada to to not drive through Karnataka, I don't know what the intent is, but but I think it's good to have um, bilingual uh, uh, signs, at least at major junctions, right? Because if I didn't have a map app, you know, I wouldn't actually have made it because there's no way to navigate unless you stop and ask people, which is which is what was happening because at every junction there'll be a board, but it'll be in Canada, and and so you kind of struggle. Um, I, I didn't face as much issue uh, when driving through Telangana or or even Andhra Pradesh, even Tamil Nadu, I think. So you have boards in local languages and you have uh, the translation in English, so it's easy for you to identify. In fact, uh, the interesting thing that I noticed when driving through Andhra Pradesh on day one was um, there's this huge, right before the Karnataka border, there's this huge Kia Motors facility. And the signs there were in Telugu, English, and I think Korean, um, which was amazing. So there was this 20-kilometer stretch where you had these huge boards written in Korean, and it was basically for for the people working, you know, expats working in that factory, which is very considerate, which is a nice thing to do. So anyway, so with 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 the struggles with navigation, the app, the traffic, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I. Uh, you know, finally reached the hotel around, um, um, I would say maybe like 10.30 p.m. After after driving through like utter darkness for a long time. Of course, the car had lights on, but there was not a man or a woman or a creature to be seen in various stretches during, during the drive. So it was good to uh, hit civilization. And um, the hotel's pretty good. Um, it's, a, it's a reasonable hotel. But I'm like super tired and so exhausted after the day that I wouldn't, I would actually sleep on a log if, if that's what people like outside, right? If that's what's given to me. Um, so I'm going to get some rest. I, I, I guess I'll explore Humpy tomorrow, but I want to take it easy because um, I think all the driving and all of that is, is finally getting to me. Um, so as of today, I've clocked about 24,000, uh, 2,400 kilometers, 2,400 kilometers, uh, which is virtually the distance between Jammu Kashmir and and Kanyakumari. So yeah, so if you drive across India, that's almost the length. Maybe I think it might be uh, a little shorter, but yeah, it's almost like driving across across India, uh, which is fine. I've, I've done 
uh, trips up to 2500 kilometers before because I did the Hyderabad, Bangalore, Bangalore, Goa, Goa, Hyderabad loop in the past, which was about 2500. But of course, this will be much longer because now I have to drive from Hampi to, uh, to Hyderabad soon, which is what I do um, on Saturday. So, so I'm going to get some rest tonight and tomorrow I will um, you know, explore a little bit of Hampi and I'll keep you posted on how, how it goes. Have a good day, guys. Uh, cheers. Bye.